Praise the Lord. You know, these are on the website, too. If you, if you want to feel like you've been here and want to hear a, hear uh, one of these again, you'll go, oh, I remember that. Praise the Lord. And I try to title them where just go to the website. It's HamptonCoveChurch.com. You'll, you'll, you can get there from there. Oh, uh, Anyway, so start from the beginning here. I'm not going to say, well, I guess I will. Genesis to Revelation, it is a complete timeline. And you'll notice that in this timeline, I mentioned this before. Oh, if you think, why, why, why? He's looking, he's wanting this family to finish. You know, there's more kids to be born. He, he's not like, well, I was going to say what's going to happen. He loves us. You go back and you listen to what some of the prophets say about the Israelites, said how much God loved the Israelites, even though they treated him like crazy, you know, terrible. But anyway, total history. It's so funny to, in the book of Colossians, I was reading the uh, Corinthians real fast, and I got all the way to chapter 10, and boy, chapter 10, it's, it's sort of a long book, but it doesn't take that long to read. It's, it's not that long. It's an email, whatever. But Paul was writing this letter, and he says, remember, and I'm like, I know where this is going. Abraham, Egypt, when they came out of Egypt and how the Lord, you know, was really upset with them because their unbelief and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's like, must have happened, you know. Sure, people, a lot of, these people are really fooled, aren't they? (laughs) Anyway, so um, if you'll notice here, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, uh, Deuteronomy, just taking it from Exodus. Exodus means X, they got out from under, you think E for Egypt. They started out going down. Remember, coat of many colors just finished. That that the uh, oh Jacob's son Joseph brothers got ticked off at him. He was sounding a little cocky, but he was having these dreams. I saw all my brothers bowing down to me. Ha <laughs> ha! That's cool. They were so mad, and they sold him as a slave to Egypt. And you remember what happened when he got down? This is in the book of Genesis, toward the end. And then in the end of, book of, uh, end of book of Genesis, Joseph is all the way at the top. If you're just casually reading your Bible, you're thinking, wait a minute, I'm like Jacob. Yeah, you are. You're one of the children of Israel. You, that's what the story is for. But anyway, so when they got out, they exit immediately. That whole book is about getting out. And then when they got out, God's teaching this size of Atlanta. That's how many people, six million people. God's teaching all these people about him and how to worship him. So why is he doing that? The whole world is worshiping idols. He wanted to make doggone sure they knew who wiped out Pharaoh, who brought all those plagues, who did it. It was God. And they're going, well, I guess there is just one God. But of course, you know what happened. They still had a tendency to worship other idols. Levi, it's just church folks. The Levites were in charge of that whole tabernacle. They didn't come up with this on their own. God told them how they needed to act. Wash your hands and all these kind of stuff, the clothes you wear. Remember, the first thing we found out about the, the Levites here, and that's actually in, in Numbers 3 or 4, somewhere right in there. Uh, uh, they were camped around the, the uh, tabernacle, right? Which was a tent structure. It wasn't a temple yet. It was just a, made out of, it was because it was mobile. We're on the phone. We're on the way to the promised land. It had to be mobile. But they were camped around the tabernacle. Why? Because to keep a buffer, to keep the wrath of God off everybody. What's God all ticked up? God's holy. Adam's sin alone caused what in Genesis 1, 2, and 3? In the third chapter, they just, 
That fruit looks pretty good. Well, I remember the details on it. God said, don't do that. It's the knowledge of good and evil. And the snake said, oh, yeah, go ahead. God's lying, you know. It was serious business, but because of Adam's one sin, boom, it caused us to be kicked out of the garden, caused us to not be connected to God. It was, it was, it was just downhill from there. And then two chapters later, you have a flood. But it was, time-wise, it was 1,400 years. The whole world was filled with crime. So you can kind of go, yeah, I guess we sort of did get pretty bad. Yeah. And what's going on today? The tendency, if you don't love Jesus, what are your tendencies to be a crook? You know, it's hard to find, you know, I mean, some people can try to be nice and whatever, but man, the, the tendency in the world. And you know, it's funny, when Noah landed, the, 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 the waters left, and God puts the rainbow in front, and he said, I'll never do it again, although man's heart is bent on doing wickedness. I'll never do it again. You, that's what the Lord says, even though he knew man was going to head that way. Anyway, <clears throat> so as time marches on here, they get to the promised land, of course. And then Joshua is where the campaign was, and they did it. It was actually within 10 years they took over the whole place. Total, undefeated, you know. You know one little battle went haywire because they said, we don't need that many troops, and that's because somebody had an idol. Anyway, which is so cool. If you don't have an idol, guess what? You're supposed to win all the time. One God. There's only one God. It's one of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. It's very simple, you know. But see, do you see where the problem's been in the church? We spend too much time in psychology instead of saying, oh, oh, by the way, before, before you leave, remember, God will supply all your needs. Oh, and before you leave, God will heal you. If you're sick today, I know, don't, don't worry about it, God will. See, that, that relieves all kind of problems. Say, well, I ain't sick, I'm not this, but I got, I got family problems. Jesus will help you with your family problems. Oh, you look deep within and, and you need to learn how to deal. No, you don't learn how to deal with it. The problem, Jesus knows they're treating you wrong. He knows things are going wrong. Ask him to help. He will stop it. He'll get in there. Anyway, so they got in the promised land. And between here and there, between the promised land and the next book, they lost it all. Judges had to rule, like Samson. And he wasn't all that great of a guy, you know, running around with harlots and whatever and wound up getting his eyes poked out. Anyways, up and down, up and down. Ruth left the country. I ain't staying here. She hood. She went to the Moabites, the land of Moab. And then she comes back because it wasn't working too hot over there. And she wanted to change her name to something Orama, whatever it means, which meant not blessed. Think about that for a moment. You mean to tell me I'm supposed to think about being blessed all the time? Yes. That's the reason Dustin got that, that uh, doormat. Blessed going in, blessed going out. Get that in your thinking permanently. You're supposed to be blessed. If you're not, get on your knees. And say, hey, help me out here. God's never going to say, well, I'm trying to teach you something. No. Anyway, boy, things turned around in that little quick book. Love story involved. We don't need no love stories. It's full of love stories. Good night. What a great one. And she is grandma to King David. Or great grandma. I have to look at it. All of a sudden, here we go. First Samuel. I mean, boy, remember they lost the promised land. But now they're slowly going to get it back. Boy, the high priest was a bozo. His sons were even double bozos. Temple prostitutes and all this kind of stuff. Well, tabernacle prostitutes. It was just still whatever. But anyway, that's when David comes on the scene. Saul first. Saul was starting out pretty good. Then he wouldn't listen to the Lord. So God says, enough of Saul. David's going to take it. And then Saul chases David for 40 years, whatever. Anyway, so that puts us all the way. Look at this. Then all of a sudden, why do we have kings? Because that's where the kings started. First kings and second kings. It's just volume one, volume two. 
This is the same thing, volume one, volume two. So let's pick up in volume two here, and uh, we'll pick up with, uh, uh, let's see, let's go to Second Chronicles here. I'm going to go to 20, and let's see, there, we got Jehoshaphat here, but now you can follow this, we're going to back up just a little bit. Look at that, it's King Jehoshaphat, see the titles? King Jehoshaphat, he had three titles there. Now it says his son Jehoshaphat, his son who? It's going to be Asa, see there? See how the history, I'm going backwards. And then uh, here's Abijah, let's back up again, Abijah, Rehoboam. Now guess what this one is? Uh, let's Rehoboam again. And then Solomon, now we can track it. So you have, first one was Saul, second one was David. His son was Solomon. We're usually pretty solid about that. Who was David's son? Oh, yeah, Solomon, yeah. Solomon's son is Rehoboam. Check that real quick. Here we go. Rehoboam, because Solomon just passed away after 40 years. Rehoboam, when Rehoboam died, let's see, uh, Abijah became the new king. He didn't last very long. It says it, just three years. Okay, so Abijah, and let's see, oh, uh, it was then, I passed it right there. Uh, His son Asa. Notice how the descendants of David, descendants of David. Remember, there was a, a blind man on the side of the road. It says, Jesus, son of David. Now we know why. It, there was a promise that the Messiah was going to come from the line of David. The Lord actually, you know, he spoke to David and said, I'm, uh, well, the prophet came in there, Nathaniel, and told him, says, your descendants will always be on the throne. Anyway, so now we got Abijah. We got Asa right here. Let's see. There's Asa's reign. And uh, then his son, Jehoshaphat. Now, remember Jehoshaphat? Golly, Bob. It, fantastic things the Lord was blessing him with. Now, we picked up, we're, we're going to pick up right here. This is that great story, but I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time here because uh, it just, we, I did it real fast last week. They were, uh, the whole bad guys were coming after him. And he acted like his dad, which was smart. He said, look, we can't, we can't fight this group. So in uh, the 20th chapter here, uh, notice what he said. Word reached Jehoshaphat that a vast army is marching against you. See, I'm telling you, I don't care what you're faced with. There's nothing impossible, okay? You've just got to realize, well, now let's see. There's really no such thing as God. It's evolution. First off, why do you believe in evolution? There's not anything. We use the word evolve. We hear, I hear it at work all the time. Well, uh, take that chart and we need to evolve that, you know. There's no such thing as evolving. There's nothing that is evolving. Things change, like if you want to change that number to this. But you go back and look, a maple leaf is still a maple leaf. They got bees and sap that have been there for, you know, they'll, they'll, they don't, they don't, they'll say, well, it's been 70 million years. Well, that's not true. It ain't been 70 million years. I was watching something the other day, and they were digging up a dinosaur bone. You know, they had the dinosaur bone, and they went and tested. They knew. These guys knew. They had it tested, and, and it was tested for, uh, see, carbon-14 is not good. You, when you do carbon-14, a lot of that dating is, is, they can't find anything worse. But carbon-14, the unique thing about carbon-14 is it has to be less than uh, 60,000 years old. It's real short, you know. Okay. Well, they already know. It's 70 million years ago is when the dinosaurs were here. So they, have, they, they didn't tell the guys in UCLA what they were dating and whatever. It was just came, because it already came out of what's supposed to be 110 million year old limestone in Texas. Well, it come back and it still has carbon-14 in it. It's not supposed to have carbon-14 in it. But see, they'll come up with some reasons just like they did when they found the T-flesh, the T-Rex flesh with, with, uh, with uh, blood cells in it. Well, isn't it amazing that T-Rex flesh still has bl- blood cells in it, you know, after 70 million years. 
They're just stuck in their head at 70 minutes. It's not been there that long. I just thank God Jesus has got us in. He's called us and we found out the truth and our stuff tracks back. But anyways, here we, you're outnumbered here. You know, and so you're thinking, well, you know, I've got to figure this thing out because there's no such thing as God. There is some, somebody named the Lord. A vast army is marching against you, Second uh, Chronicles 20. Look at this. Jehoshaphat was so badly shaken by this news. Wouldn't you be? What would you think if, if, if you heard, especially in this world of texting and everything, and, instant, and oh my God, the world's mad at the United States. And you already calculated, you know, the news people, of course, fake news, but it, whoever you believe, you already found out the truth. We only have half a million soldiers, you know. That's all we got. Whatever. And you're trying to reason this thing out. Well, thank God we know better. We would do like Joshua. Jehoshaphat. He was so badly shaken by this news, he determined to beg help from the Lord. Great move. He announced to all the people of Judah should go without food for a time in penitence and intercession before God. Now, why would he do that? For a reason and not for, well, I just hope we have favor. No. Look what he does. He announced to all the people they should, okay, we mentioned that. Verse 4. People from across the nation came to Jerusalem to plead unitedly with him. Wow. Jehoshaphat stood among them as they gathered at the new court of the temple and prayed this prayer. We have a record. You know, we could use this. This this was good for the goose, good for the gander. Look at that. You can use this if you got trouble at work. Same thing. Oh, Lord God of our fathers. Let me stop here just a moment. I helped a lady at work the other day. I'm, I'm sure she, well, I, it helped me. I, I told her what to do. If she did it, that's her business. But this guy is great, great. Let's see. This guy is Asa. No, it's Jehoshaphat. So that's uh, five down from David. So David was his great, 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 great grandfather. Let's just see what the old grandpa did. David. Let's take it at verse three. Look at this. There's only eight verses. We ought to know. Look at that. It's supposedly a psalm of David when he fled from his son Absalom. But David didn't have time to learn this at that moment. He already knew it. But we'll give him credit for, okay, it was when, see, Absalom was committing treason. He took over the kingdom. Remember the story? David and his whole entourage, they fled Jerusalem for about a week. Then they came back. Oh, Lord, so many are against me. Well, that's selfish. It needs to be selfish. So many seek to harm me. I have so many enemies. I love this. So many say, let's say this is the Christians, or maybe your friends, your relatives, or whatever. Look, Richard, God's not even going to help you. You need to get a grip on this. Wait a minute. But Lord, you are my shield and my glory and my only hope. You alone can lift my head, now bowed in shame. I cried to the Lord. He heard me from his temple in Jerusalem. Then I laid down, went to sleep. All this Christians that can't sleep at night. Well, Richard, it's medical. I, I don't care what you think it is. Go to the, if you think it's medical, go to the Lord. Look at this. I, then I laid down and I slept in peace and I woke up safely for the Lord was watching over me. If that's not enough, the fourth Psalm has the same thing that you can sleep. This is only eight verses long. Now look at this. And now, although 10,000 enemies surround me on every side, look at that. I'm not afraid. Wow. I will cry to him, oh Lord, save me. Oh my God. And he will slap them in the face. Look at that. That's it. Insulting them and breaking off their teeth. For salvation comes from God. What joys he gives to, look at that, all his people. We're in this together. 
No wonder Mr. Jehoshaphat knew this. I'm sure Jehoshaphat knew this psalm. Uh, look, look at verse chapter 4. A totally different prayer. I'm sure Jehoshaphat said, hey, give me the book of Psalms. Oh, i got to see my great-great-great-grandpa's prayers. Because that's what they are. They're not, hey, boogie, boogie, hey, oh, Lord, you declared me perfect in your eyes. It's not about that. It's I'm in trouble. You know, you can add the music to it later. Look at this. You have always cared for me in my distress. And we got Christians all over the United States today. If they're not careful, they're hearing the wrong thing. You know, the Lord's not going to help you. But go to church anyway. Please pay your tithe. Anyway, you've always cared for me in my, in my distress. Look at this. I need another one. That's okay. That's fine. Now hear me as I call again. Have mercy on Look at this. Hear my prayer. Hey, we got it the first time. Don't be repetitive. I've heard this at work. You've said that once. Don't say it twice. Yeah. I want to make sure it gets through. Yeah. Then the Lord, look at the Lord says, Oh, sons of men, will you forever turn my glory into shame? Look at this. Uh, by worshiping these silly idols when every claim that's made for them is false. Yeah, but, well, and I'm going to switch this to the King James. This is why this helps. Look at this. Notice this, sons of men, will you turn my glory into shame by worshiping these silly idols? Look at this. You would have blown right over this and not even known what it said. Look what it says. Oh, ye sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? Same thing. How long will you, look at that. Love vanity and seek after leasing. Well, I just got a new automobile. It's three forty a month. <laughs> See, if you were in fifteenth century English, you would have got it. You'd have understood, but not today. Not today. Love vanity. Well, I always fix my hair. You know, it's not it. Idols is what he's referring to. And this guy, this guy, you know who who was involved in uh, the Living Bible. He was just a layman, basically an engineer. He was an engineer. He was trying to read his Bible to his kids at night. This is the story of Kenneth Taylor. And Kenneth goes, they can't possibly be getting this, and I ain't getting it either, you know. Anyway, whatever. You turn my glory into shame by worshiping these silly idols when every claim that's made by them is false. Well, what kind of claims were they saying? Oh, you get new crops. You have a bunch of kids. You'll make a lot of money, whatever. Look at this. Mark this well. The Lord has set apart the redeemed for himself. Look at that. Therefore, he will listen to me and answer when I call. Some Christians still don't believe that. Hey, would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? I don't mind telling somebody to pray for me, but man, by golly, you better know your prayers count. We're not ganging up on the Lord. Look at this. Stand before the Lord and all and do not sin against him. Lie quietly. Upon your bed in silent meditation, put your trust in the Lord and offer Him pleasing sacrifices. Many say that God will never help us. That's the same thing He said in the first verse, in, in Psalm 3. Look what He says. Prove Him wrong. O Lord, by letting the light of your face shine upon us. Look at this. Yes, the gladness you have given me is far greater than their joys at harvest time as they gaze at their bountiful crops. Here it is again, another sleep verse. I will lie down in peace. Remember, because he's wanting to blow his brains out. He's going, I, I can't take this. I can't take this. Wait, Lord, you've got to help me. I will lie down in peace for although I am alone. And I talked to Melody one night. She was bumping the night, whatever. I remember we were talking about this too. I, I, I do the same thing. What's that noise? I mean, once you fall asleep, I don't hear much. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? This. For though I am alone, oh Lord, 
you will keep me safe. Now, great, 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 great grandson, what did he do? Let's go watch him. Here he goes. Chapter 20. Let's see, we got about to verse 4. So, here he goes. He's praying. Uh, let's see. Oh, they just found out the bad news. Yeah, here's the prayer. Oh, Lord God of our fathers, the only God in the heavens, the ruler of all kingdoms of the earth, you are so powerful, so mighty. Who can stand against you? And you know, you ought to be saying the same thing if you're dealing with some sort of health issue. You need to be telling the Lord, Lord, you're the one that has the power to heal my body. You're the one that has this to fix this kidney or this whatever. Quit talking yourself out of saying, I can't be fixed. And don't be saying, well, it's because I've made a mistake. Oh, my goodness. You mean you can go to heaven if you pay for that? In other words, if you don't get healed you're, and you suffer with cancer, then that, that's, that somehow earns you something. You're not earning anything. You couldn't earn it in the first place. It's just mercy. Just ask for his mercy. Now, notice what he says. Oh, God, you didn't drive out the heathen who lived in this land when your people arrived. What does that mean? History. Remember that? Wow. No, he said, didn't you drive out the heathen? That's what he did. When the, remember, God said, I'll send the bees out ahead of you. They'll run them out. The hornets will run them out. That's what happened in the book of Joshua. Moses said, he said, didn't you give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? You ever heard the, have you heard this phrase? The promised land flowing with what? Milk and what? Honey. Uh, those are all lies. It couldn't have been true. Yes, it was. We have so much evidence around us. It's, it's just incredible. Your people settled here and built this temple for you. Truly believing, see this is what Solomon did, let's see, about, about 120 years ago. His, his great-granddaddy great Solomon built this temple. Truly believing that in a time, see he knew this. We had a record of what Solomon prayed and God said, hey, do it. If my people which are called by my name, remember that? That's where that came from. Whenever we're faced with any calamity, such as war, disease, isn't that interesting? Famine, we can stand here before this temple and before you, for you are here in this temple, and cry out to you to save us, and that you will hear and rescue us. Don't listen to anybody else. Don't Google this and say, will it work? You'll have as much luck with that as a stupid eight ball. You know, does she love me? Does she not? Remember that? And it'll come up and it'll say, not likely, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know, <laughs> so stupid. Now look, and look what he says. And now see what these bad guys are doing. What a case he lays out before God. What do you think the Lord's going to do? He's going to say, hey, good job. Did your homework, did you? I'll take care of you. That's the reason he comes back and says you don't need to fight in this battle. I'll, why, you, they had God so turned on. And I'll tell you something about how, how getting God so turned on. Look at this. Go back to his great, great, great granddaddy again. Man, you would have hit this real quick too. It's, it's only 18. I was at a place one time, a bunch of preachers were there, and all of a sudden they called on me and said, hey, Richard A. Dare will give us the devotion this morning. And I thought, I didn't know. <laughs> so I acted like I knew what I was doing, and I did. I'm not preaching something new. I'm preaching. I'm supposed to preach the Bible. Look at this. David sang this song when the Lord delivered him from his many enemies, including Saul. He says, Lord, how I love you. You've done such tremendous things for me. He says, the Lord is my fort where I can enter and be safe. No one can follow me in and slay me. Praise God. He's my rugged mountain. No, he's my rugged mountain where I hide. He's my savior, a rock where none can reach me, a tower of safety. He's my shield. I wonder when David's going to start talking about heaven. He's not worried about heaven. <laughs> he knows he's going. But right now we got a problem right here. The drawbridge is coming up. You better do something quick. 
Look at this. All I need to do is cry to him. Oh, praise the Lord. And I'm saved from all my enemies. That's where that verse comes from in the King James. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved. Okay. Death bound me with chains. The floods of ungodliness mounted a massive attack against me. Trapped and helpless, I struggled against the ropes that drew me to death. Now watch this. In my distress, I can learn something here. I screamed to the Lord for his help. And he heard me from heaven. Now watch the Lord act here. My cry reached his ears. Then the earth rocked. What was going on? Your God got ticked off. Not at you. They reeled. The mountains shook and trembled. Oh, how they quaked. He was angry. Angry at me? No, silly. Oh, he's on your side. Fierce flames leaped from his mouth, setting fire to the earth. Smoke blew from his nostrils. That's why I like to tell people God smoked. You know, because I just, just, I can't go to church because... I have all it. I said, it's not your smoking. Smoking's got nothing to do with it. Anyway, he bent down the heavens and came to my, look at that, came to my defense. Thick, thick darkness was beneath his feet. His feet mounted on, the, on a mighty angel. He swed spiffly, swift, spiffly, swiftly to my aid with the wings of wind. He enshrouded himself with darkness, veiling. He's doing all this for you. Suddenly his brilliance of his presence broke through the clouds with lightning and a mighty hailstorm. David, you have lost it. You must he was on LSD here, wasn't he? He wasn't on LSD. Can you not see this is what happened to Egypt? The Lord thundered in the heavens. The God above all gods has spoken. Oh, the hailstones. Oh, the fire. He flashed his fill for arrows and lightning and rooted all my enemies. See how they run. Wow. Then at your command, O Lord, the sea receded from the shore and the blast of your breath. Anyway, verse 16, he reached down from heaven and got me. Praise God. So, Mr. Jehoshaphat knew that. So let's keep, let's go back where we were and finish it out. Okay, 20. Uh, about 16, something like that. Yeah, here we go. I'm going to speed through this real quick. All right. So now you see these armies, Lord, Moab, Mount Seir. Look what they're doing. They wouldn't let our ancestors invade those nations when they left Egypt. So we went around and didn't destroy them. Now that's a historical, that's a fact. In the book of Deuteronomy, Moses makes reference to them. They're on the way to the promised land finally. Remember they went and they had to, we can't do it. So they had to wander for 40 years. Then they make a U-turn. Here they're coming back. Moab said, not in your lifetime. You're not coming this way. Boy, they treated them bad. But who was Moab? Remember? Lot's son. Actually, grandson. These two were brothers. The two daughters of Lot had these two guys via their papa. They got their daddy drunk, went to bed with him. Genesis chapter 19. Right after Sodom and Gomorrah. Notice what he said. You wouldn't let our ancestors invade those nations. You should be excited to know that even... Outside of Abraham's descendants, God still took care of, and he will too. He'll take care of your descendants, your, your family. He will. Anyway, here we go. So he said, hey, look, now they're trying to kill us. When Israel left Egypt, well, that didn't happen. Come on, it did happen. We, we shouldn't even, I don't believe there's such a thing as Netanyahu today. I don't believe there's Israel. I don't believe there's a Jew. Well, then why do you have so much hate for him? Oh, I hate the Jews. Well, you don't believe they exist. You certainly don't believe they, had, they came out of Egypt. You certainly don't believe they're God. Oh, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. See how foolish the, the world is? They hate them for a reason. 
It's because of their sin. They treated Jesus that way too. Okay, now see how they reward us. They've come to, look at this, they've come to throw us out of your land. You ought to do the same thing with the Lord. Look, disease is a problem in my arm trying to make me not be like what you made me to be. I got one eye is not seeing is what it's supposed to be, Lord. You created my eyes to be perfect. He did. Now see how they reward us. They came to throw us out of your land which you've given us. Oh God, won't you stop them? <laughs> Look at this. We have no way to protect ourselves against this mighty army. The doctor said they gave up on me. See how similar this is? You can make it work for yourself. We don't know what to do, but we are looking to you. Oh my gosh. That's like that woman that Jesus called a dog. He said, well, it ain't right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. She said, well, even the dogs get the crumbs. <laughs> he said, go your way. Your daughter, your daughter, who obviously it wasn't a one-night thing, was demon-possessed. You might as well mark that off your list. It ain't, she's going to always be that way. No, that woman said no. She said no. And he said, woman, great is your faith. You know, go your way. Your daughter's, the demons left your daughter. And when she got home, daughter was perfect. Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Uh, and you, O King Jehoshaphat. Oh, wait, excuse me, I missed it. Okay, as the people of Judah stood before the Lord, look at that, with their little ones and their wives and their children. And today, we don't have to do that. We just send the preacher. I pay money. You need to get on your knees. Get on your knees and God will fix it for you. Okay, wait. The Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. See, this guy didn't say, I got a bright idea. I'm going to fool everybody. No, that's what happens throughout the scripture. All of a sudden, boom, the Lord tells somebody to say something. So, whoa, this was fresh out of heaven. Jehaziah, the son of Zechariah, son of Benaniah, son of this, son of this. Why that? History. Look at the genealogy we have. Listen to me. Now, the Lord's speaking through him. All you people of Judah and Jerusalem, and you, O King Jehoshaphat, don't be afraid. All right. I'm not going to believe it till I see it. No, 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 no. We're not going to act that way. Don't be paralyzed by this mighty army. Look at that. Here we go. The battle is not yours, but God's. But see, if you didn't read this story, all you heard was that wonderful phrase. Like a lot of times, that's what happens in the Christian church, you know. Then you'll start filling in the blank. Well, uh, if you'll let go of your problem, God will help you. Yeah. How are you going to do that without knowing what to do? You, Richard, you mess it up all the time. You just, that's what people, <laughs> you get involved in it. Richard, you always get, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You trust the Lord. I've heard all those silly sermons. And it's just the preacher trying to give you an excuse for why it hadn't happened yet. If you leave it alone, God will fix it. No, you ought to be all tore up about this problem. But while you're tore up, go directly like Jehoshaphat did and go to the Lord. Be tore up in front of him. Don't go to your neighbor. Oh my gosh, oh, I don't know why. I had a woman tell me this week, said, well, he better hurry up. That was her attitude. He better hurry up. Because I said, the Lord will fix it for you. Well, he better hurry up. What are you going to do? He don't hurry up. See, she's going to go to plan B. Plan B won't fix you. Whatever. He better hurry up. See, she, see, if she just knew Psalm 18, she would, be, she would be seeing the Lord coming in fire, coming out of his mouth and smoke. She would know that, you know, by God, Richard, uh, uh, God's going to get me out of this. That's right. But she wasn't that way. Anyway, tomorrow go down. He says, look, tomorrow go down and attack him if you want to. 
You'll find them coming up by the slopes of Ziz and at the end of the valley that opens to the uh, wilderness of Jeru. But you won't need to fight. Take your places, stand quietly, and see the incredible rescue operation I'll perform for you. Oh, Judah and Jerusalem, don't be afraid or discouraged. Go out there tomorrow. Look at that. For the Lord is with you. I wonder if we have anything like that today. Yes, Jesus said, I never leave you nor forsake you. There's a picture of him right there, Revelation 3.20, which I don't know why we closed the door. Should have been wide open. <laughs> it should have. Actually, this picture would be better with just a front door, and you wouldn't even, actually, you could see Jesus and you sitting at the table. In the door. That's where it's supposed to be. For some reason, you and I like to close the door. You know how it is. But thank God we've learned we don't keep that door closed long, do we? We're like, ah, oh, I wish I could say it was the wind, Lord, you know. Anyway, Joshua, look at that. Joshua, right then, he fell to the ground with his face to the earth, and all the people of Judah, remember the little ones, the wives, everyone's there, they did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites, look at that. Okay, that's just the people that are supposed to be around the altar and stuff. Man, they began to praise the Lord with songs of praise. Oh, wait a minute. Don't count your chickens before the hatch. Man, we got a lot to learn, don't we? No, we do. We start praising God. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out to the wilderness. Here they go. And on the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Hey, wait a minute. Listen to me, everybody. Notice the people we're going to. Believe in the Lord your God. You'll have success. Believe in his prophets and everything will be all right. Remember, the prophet was the guy that just spoke saying, hey, you're not going to need a fight. After consulting with the leaders of the people, notice not the army, he determined that we're going to send the choir out. Praise God, why not? Maybe we better send the tanks out front. No, they sent the choir out. Look what they did. Clothed in sanctified garments and singing the song, his loving kindness is forever. Now that phrase alone lets me know I've made mistakes. It's his loving kindness. The prodigal son, the dad, ran after his son. As they walked along, we're marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. Praising and thanking the Lord. At that moment, they began to sing and praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir to fight each other. Boy, they killed each other. They destroyed each other for the Amorites. Ammonites, they turned on each other against their allies from Mount They killed every one of them. When they finished that job, they turned on each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the watchtower, that's what God said, you're not going to need to fight. And again, why do we have the blooming details? That's because he'll do it again over and over and over for you. So when the army of Judah arrived at the watchtower, they looked out over the wilderness as far as they could. There were dead bodies everywhere with their wallets laying out saying, here, you can have that one. Here's some jewelry. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. King Jehoshaphat and all his people went out to plunder the bodies and they came away with money, garments, jewels stripped from the corpses. So much it took them three days. Now wait, did it say the army? No. Might as well go if God said you won't need to fight. The whole nation went out there. What a magnificent day. Took them three days. To cart it all. On the fourth day, they gathered, they gathered, look what they call this. They, ga they gathered in the, gee whiz, see it? The Valley of Blessing, as it's called today. Oh, how they praised the Lord. Yeah. Oh, we got lucky. Oh, but ain't a soul in there said they got lucky. 
Then they returned to Jerusalem. We're done here. Watch this. And Jehoshaphat leading them full of joy that the Lord had given them this marvelous rescue. That's why it's so foolish for Christians to be, you know, be sad. That's the reason Paul wrote and he said in Philippians 4.4, 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Anyway. They marched into Jerusalem accompanied by a band. I mean, this thing's still going on. They were having a parade. Remember, it's not the army only. It's the people too. Trumpets, harps, they proceeded to the temple. Man, they knew right where to go. I need to go home, do some laundry. No, we'll praise the Lord first. We've got we to have a hootenanny here. And as this happened, the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel. The fear of God fell on them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom, look at this, was quiet, for the Lord God had given him rest. Golly, Bob, howdy, I don't know what he did. <laughs> yeah, you do, we just read it. We can do the same thing. Here we go, close this out. A thumbnail sketch of King Jehoshaphat. He became king when he was 35 years old. He reigned 25 years, so you do the math, okay? Uh, his mother's name was Abay, uh, uh, Azuba, the daughter of Shilhai. He was a good king just as his father was. He continually tried to follow the Lord, with the exception he didn't destroy the idol shrines on the hills, nor had the people as yet really decided to follow the Lord God of his ancestors. The details of Jehoshaphat were made up by a guy sitting in the bushes, smoking dope. No. The details of Jehoshaphat's reign from first to last. So they didn't just pick out a story and go, let's make this one up. No. They were inserted in the annals of the kings of, uh, of, of Israel. But at the close of his life, King Jehoshaphat went into partnership. Oh, made a little boo-boo here. Yeah, sort of like he did earlier with King Ahab over there. Remember King Israel, the king of Israel, is part of the descendants of Abraham, but they decided after David died, forget you, actually after Solomon died, they split. The SEC split, 12 teams, 10 went this way, 2 stayed here. Uh, went into partnership with King Ahaziah, who is a horrible devil worshiper, throwing his kids to the fire. Who there it says, who was a very wicked man? They made ships and easy on Gebar to sail to Tarshish. The then Eleazar son of Jehovah. The, anyway, he prophesied. This prophet said, "You can forget them ships; they ain't gonna last." And sure enough, those ships went belly up, or actually belly down, didn't they? Because you've allied yourself with King Ahaziah, the Lord destroyed your work. So the ships met disaster. Never arrived at Tarshish. Boy, I didn't see that in coming. Yeah, you did. If you worship idols, this is going to be your toast. But if you always run to the Lord, you're fine. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you. All these things are true. That's what's so fun about it, Lord. Praise the Lord. So the God of Jehoshaphat is the same God of us today. So Lord, if we're feeling bad in our bodies, we know you'll take care of that. Same things. Same with financial. If we're having trouble, you'll fix that. And if it's just some problem, we got an enemy out there. Whatever the problem is, Lord, you. all we got to do is call on you. So that doesn't leave anything left for us to uh, use our own track record and tell everybody what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, and praise the Lord.